I play piano with my penis, but the Putin has the bum, so I don't know. <laughs> The Social Psycho Confabulation with Ben and Mr. A. All engines are go. Are they? Are they go? Are we live? Is this my cat? Am I alive? <sighs> okay. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome back to the podcast. We're back in the studio. Mr. A is sick. Uh, he's taking antibiotics for his hand, I guess. Um, and they're messing him up. They're messing me up, dog. <laughs> yes, the, the antibiotic goes in my mouth and it helps my finger. So That's right. I'm thinking there's some downstream effects before it gets to the finger that i am experiencing <laughs> no probably not probably no side effects it's no, probably completely it's targeted it's just systematic yeah. treatment for a <laughs> exceptionally localized injury is probably the way to go i would have literally drive to the drove driven drived it to the hospital which is only like 20 10 20 minutes away every day for an antibiotic shot in my hand versus having to take 90 how many pills they gave me it was so many it's a lot That's and you have different. to do them all yeah it's three a day yeah it's There's called a whole schedule cephalex cephalexin 500 milligram capsules and they gave me Great. 21 so i'm just drowning in whatever is inside these pills that's perfect Great. and maybe well, they help i don't know and i have a i did since I rejected the tetanus vaccine, I had a, a minor, since I'm getting like this cold feeling, like I'm just like, my health just feels like it's degrading every day that goes by with these pills. Perfect. Uh, and I had a, it, I'm saying these, the sick feeling from these pills could be to blame for this, but like I had a little bit of just a twinge of back pain the other day. And I was certain that was the onset of tetanus. Oh my god! <laughs> I got so scared just for a second because I'm kind of out of my mind a little bit, you know, not sleeping quite well and everything. And I was like, "Well, this is it. I knew it. I knew I should have got that vaccine." Oh my god! Amazing. Well, anyway, that's hopefully you don't have tetanus. I don't. I don't suspect you have tetanus. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I brought two things. One, I want to talk about this poll from Change Research. Don't know this organization. It's probably shit research, um, but we'll talk about it anyway. And then the sample sizes seem big, though. They're pretty big, so who knows? Um, and then the Republican, the third debate of the Republican Party for the presidential election. This will be coming out a little bit later, but uh, it may still be interesting to listen back to because obviously we're all going to be. Well, not all of us, but a lot of us may vote in the election and whatnot. So we'll see. Anyway, so this poll by Change Research, um, it says young women are more liberal than young men. This is the article. No headline. way. Yeah, it was like, the, okay, great. Yeah, who didn't know that? But it no was idea. a... 
It says, strange research led by a team of Gen Z and millennial pollsters. So we know it's really mm. good because kids are doing the research, um, basically. Conducted a poll of 1,033 voters between the ages of 18 to 34. So that's important, 18 to 34. So we're just talking about young adults here. Um, and this poll was run from August 25th to September 1st, 2023. So it's fairly recent. Where is it? I got to um, put it on. I guess I'll have to pull it up on my phone. Oh, I can share my screen here. We can talk about it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, the things I thought were really interesting, though, they talk about differences in political beliefs, which this is the stuff that you and everyone already knows, which is that men tend to be more conservative than women and older people tend to be more conservative than younger people. So nothing really surprising there. Although they do differentiate between progressive and liberal, which I don't know what the difference between those two things is. Because um, it goes, if you go left, or sorry, let's go right to left. It's conservative, libertarian, moderate, liberal, and progressive. And I would just like to say that that is not how that scale works. You do not go from conservative to libertarian to liberal. Like, that's not a sliding scale. Two of those things are very similar, conservative and liberal, and libertarian is very different. Yeah, it's a, it's an, I get, I think I kind of get where they're coming from, I guess, trying to do it that way. They're putting it on a, all on a left, left wing, right wing paradigm. Yeah, and they're literally centering us. Like, I feel like it's so anchored on liberal because progressive and liberal to me, like, I literally don't know what the difference between those two ideas is. Or it seems like they must be taking liberal and libertarian and turning them into like, um, for lack of a better term, like left. I've heard there's maybe a couple terms you could be like those might be left libertarian, right libertarian, or it might be. Left oh. moderate, right moderate, or something. Because I think a lot of people, left, you know, moderate, the, right the okay, sure, the non-voting majority that thinks that it's all crap. Right. There might be there's some really intense libertarians, but there's also some people who just say, like I've heard people. There's talk show hosts that have just some of the worst takes you've ever heard, <laughs> but they're not. They don't want you know endless war or something basic. You know that both parties always want. And so they just go, I'm a libertarian, but I'm kind of right-leaning, you know. And that's mm. unfortunate that we're so maybe dumbed down in our understanding of it. But I get where they're coming from for for the purposes of this. Although I did not understand all of these charts. Some of them confused me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. If you're confused, go listen to our podcast on communitarianism. You'll find out the truth oh, yeah. about what political parties are. Um, we even read some political economy or political textbooks, whatever the hell it's called. Anyway, uh, moving on, they also talked about socialism versus capitalism. Um, unsurprisingly, maybe this is surprising to some people, uh, women are more for socialism than men uh, tend to be. And the same, it, the older people tend to be more for capitalism than socialism. Um, so men are more for capitalism, older people more for capitalism, just like it was for conservatism. Um, but interesting, females like 18 to 20, 34 here said, it says 43% favored socialism over capitalism. 43% favored socialism. I don't even think they know what socialism is. First question, how come 
the red and the blue don't equal 100%? Probably because... Uh, like a non-answer or something? Yeah. There's just some people missing. Maybe okay. they're stuck in the middle or they said no preference. Okay. That's yeah. acceptable. That's acceptable. I'll accept it. Yeah. But it's interesting because so male... So this is the same demographic age. So 18 to 34, females... 43%, the majority of females, preferred socialism to capitalism, only 24%. But for males, the opposite is true. 56% of males preferred capitalism in that age group to 32% preferring socialism, which is, so you've got this dichotomy, you know, between men and women. More women prefer socialism, more men prefer capitalism. However, that goes away as people age. So in the 65-plus category, 61% of females and 73% of males prefer capitalism. Same is true in 50 to 64, 53, and 72% for females and males. And then um, it's kind of – it's basically the same in the 35 to 49 group uh, where females, it's ba basically even between socialism and capitalism, 35 and 34%. But for males, it's 66 versus 22%. So it's just that one age group, 18 to 34, where we have a bunch of women who like socialism. It's yeah, the only category where socialism is preferred. You know what I think it is? I'm just going to start throwing out bullshit. Here we go. I Good. Think, yeah, start it. <laughs> Get it going. I think a lot of women in that age group, their first job, not always, this is not always, but all let's women. Face, let's start let's, speaking in complete absolutes. All well, women always. It. They're all <laughs> they're all a little dumber. No, I'm just kidding. Let, <laughs> it's like this. A lot of them get and women do good do good. Do well in this position for some reason. I don't know if it's like a personality thing. Just you see a lot of women servers. Mm, and at they don't have stuff. So they're getting paid a I think this this doesn't account for all of it, just a, a percentage, a couple, maybe a few percentage points. They get paid the majority of their money in tips, possibly. So that's just a fact. They don't put that shit down for taxes. So they're not seeing the effect on of having a job mm. and the government taking your money to, quote unquote, redistribute it because they're pocketing most of it. I also think just that age group, men and women, that, you know, the capitalism side grows and the socialism side shrinks so much, almost immediately it starts falling once you're outside of that really young age group. Because what you're thinking at that age, if you're working at all, is I don't want to be working. This sucks. Yeah, I think that all the time. I would like to just lay down. I don't um, want to fucking no, work. <laughs> I don't even work. I don't even want to do, but like chores. Like it's sometimes you just like, you know, of course, why are we here? What are we doing? I just do stuff that's hard all the time, every day. What is it going on? Yeah. And I think that the, you get a little older, you go, you know what? If I'm starting to accumulate any money at all, because eventually it's hard to believe, but eventually you do actually start getting a little bit more money and you can actually afford a few things. Your parents stop paying your insurance. You actually pay for your rent. You actually have bills and responsibilities. And you realize every fucking dollar I work for and every hour I spend, they take all my hours, all my time. Mm, I better keep as yeah. much of this shit as I can. And you start realizing 
a few more. You don't maybe want now you're redistribution in the f- by the government, socialism. Yeah, you're, yeah. well, now you're mm-hmm. in the 50, 60 age group. You've got to, even if your wife doesn't work, she probably recognizes my husband. She might be taking care of the kids. She knows what kind of money they need. I mean, you know, this this is just an obvious cycle, and I think it's interesting that it's, it's one of the more interesting things is just how quick it changes and how dramatically it seems like it kind of changes. I don't know what these 60 yeah. year olds go and we need more socialism, what they're doing, but probably not much. Yeah. They're well, either the other really, thing, really rich or really, really poor old people. Yeah. The other thing to note is that I don't know if it's an age effect or a cohort effect. So I don't know if it's that younger people are different or that age is like a causal variable and causes you to be more capitalistic or that these are, you know, somewhat different people, product of different time, whatever, they'll end up being more socialist later as well. So that's a good question. But but you but doesn't it start dropping like you're 18 to 34 and then 35 to 49? I mean, I think there's uh, probably yeah, a little bit of both going on. The ch- but, yeah, you're probably yeah. right, though. I bet there is definitely for the 65 year old. I mean, that they, they were alive during a time where yeah, some people actually considered like the major world turmoil of the day basically being capitalism versus socialism or communism whatever you know right exactly which is coming back around apparently we're going to get to that in the debate okay we have to move on um okay much more of these get more interesting yeah here we go 60 percent of women are would be more motivated to move to another state now that their state has passed a ban on abortion. So good move. Apparently, that's a thing. Um. Anyway, if you're so worried about like, they gotta move. Yeah. Anyway, it's so stupid. Go. We don't care. <laughs> Views on canceling. So this was interesting. Men are more likely than women to view canceling as a serious and common problem. So forty-two percent of men said that. Uh, the statement that most accurately captured their views about canceling was that it's a common and serious problem. Uh, whereas the highest uh, percentage for women was split between these two views, which are, one, it doesn't really happen. People who behave problematically rarely face long-term consequences. That was one of the majority views for women. The other majority view for women was, it's really just accountability for problematic behavior. So I <laughs> love that. Um, for men, yeah, the most common uh, view was what I said, a common and serious problem. The second most common was that it happens, but concern about it is overblown. That's 21%. Um, I love the people on this poll. There were 5% of men and 6% of women who just said, not sure. And then another 3% of men and 4% of women who said, I don't know what this is. <laughs> so God bless those people. If you are <laughs> blessed enough to not know what canceling is, you... You're doing you're do- right. You're doing it right. That's for yeah. sure. I think I was actually thinking, I'm like, well, I might have answered that way too, because the way the options they give you are kind of almost too robust for a research project. But I appreciate that because I think oversimplified questions on surveys are the reason most surveys are bullshit or yes, oversimplified yeah. answers. You know, they just don't provide you. They're like... Are you a Christian? You were uh, a. I, you worship Satan. B. You worship Beelzebub. I. This is not correct. Like I don't get this. You know. <laughs> I don't do I, either. Or I, <laughs> yeah. It's just like it's not capturing. Need another the, choice. Yeah. Give me an all of none of the above. I, so, 
I yeah. think um, I wish I could see it a little better. Let me look. Hang on. Yeah. So not really knowing there's an aspect. It, it really is like, what is canceling? The obvious thing is, of course, because men are the ones getting canceled more often and women are 100%. the ones doing the canceling. Yes, Duh. exactly. But there's also this, there's also a fairly good chunk on either side at cert- on certain of these question, uh, options that are a little, not counterintuitive, but you go, hmm, what's that mean? And I think it's partially like, is it, okay, so it's canceling when somebody says, I'm just going to throw one out there that the cancellation didn't work. So I'm just imagining the cancellation wasn't that valid because he's not the most likable guy ever, but Brian Callen was, he's like a comedian. They were like, He's rapey or something, you know, and he was like, and then it just didn't go anywhere. And he's like, he says, this is cancel culture. And this is a problem. This is the whole, what what's going on? But then I think about, here's another guy that got canceled. Uh, the guy that bought that pharmaceutical company and just starts jacking up prices, you know, oh, or, okay. Or oh, the, 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 the Sacklers, you know, is that cancellation mm-hmm. as well? So that's why I might say, I don't exactly. know. Yeah. yeah, because you're not because th- these words take on like a spirit at some point, like canceling, cancel, like cancellation, like it it gets its own life, and mm. it doesn't mean its definition necessarily in, in a weird way. You know what I mean? It, like yeah. it has an ethos to it, and you go, oh, that's that thing where people just freak out and go get people that is gone way too far. So I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Because I do think there's some aspect of it where it is accountability. Obviously, there's a lack of accountability, I think, with public leaders and public people. But on the other hand, some people really lose their livelihoods, and that's a real problem. So, yeah, it is kind of you've got a lot jumbled in there. Who knows what specific – it probably has a lot to do with what the specific examples are when you think of the word canceling that change your answer or taint your answer a certain way or whatever. And what the fuck even is it? Like, come on. Like, we really should, like, if they're, the things that people get canceled for, if they matter, they're, they, like, go to court. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, exactly. Do something official, not tweet about it until a lot of people also tweet about it. Like, that's right. just weird. Pillory them. Anyway, okay. Green flags and a partner. These are the last two sections. Green flags and red flags and a partner. Um, Dude, these are just this section looked really interesting confused the shit out of me i could not understand what this chart was saying when i read it the first time yes so this is so people were given a list of things like characteristics they read they say black lives matter they look better in person this is about a potential partner so women are saying is is a women take the quiz and they say do they read? Is that a red flag or a green flag? Or I guess the other option was beige, which well, I don't. I've heard neither. that lately. What is that? What the, all that means that. is it means nothing. Because I've yeah. heard it like three or four times lately, and I'm and they people were like talking about it as if it carried some meaning. Oh. I, I don't know. I'll look it I've up. I've never heard of this. that before. I'm guessing it just means neutral. So anyway, so they're telling us the percentage of women and men who said that this was a green flag. And then they rank order them. So the most common green flag across men and women, I wish I could ask. Wait you a minute, you you're beige flag. This. Beige flag does have a meaning. Oh, what's the beige flag? Okay, tell us what it is. Is it not just neutral? Okay, 
there comes a special moment in every relationship. This is this is off of an article. The there comes a special <laughs> moment in every relationship when the person you are. Let me make sure I turn. Okay, yeah. When the person you are with reveals something that makes you go, "Hmm, okay." <laughs> it could be the particular way they do their laundry or their deep fear of astronauts. This tidbit of information is neither a deal breaker nor a deal maker. Not alar- alarming, but not alluring. It simply is. And this is according to TikTok, the beige flag. There are traits that, while not immediate cause for concern, are cause for pause. Cause so for it's pause. kind of, that's interesting. Great. So, so this could be, I feel like a beige flag maybe is on the way to a red flag, but not necessarily. It could be nothing, but maybe it's something. Maybe it's something. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so the number one green flag, so this is a good thing, was they read. So people, as much as they want to talk shit about reading, if they do, reading. People love people who read, apparently. Across men and women, it was the number one green flag. So funny. Uh, The second one on their list, these are like not, you know, a comprehensive list of green flags. They just gave people, I don't know, just a random set of weird things to rate. Um... But the second one was researching for best deals and rates before buying. People love thrifty people. <laughs> so I just what age? That was which age cohort is this that's answering? Is this all of them, or is this still the young? This people? is eighteen to thirty-four. So we're just yeah talking about young okay. people. So young people love thriftiness, which makes sense because young people don't have any money and the economy is not looking up for us. It looks like we've inherited all the worst aspects of the American economy. Old people have most of the wealth and inflation and uh, is rising and wages are still. So, yeah, I can see why 13 is a good thing. Now it gets interesting. So they say black lives matter. They say black lives matter. Women. They say, quote, they say black lives matter. Right, right. That's the thing you're rating. Is that a, a green flag or red flag or beige flag? And women, 60% of women, a majority of women say that's a green flag. That's a good thing. And there's a big divergence here between men and women. So men, 38% of men, very not that many men say that that's a green flag. So very interesting. Almost, well, not almost twice, but a little bit, a little bit less than twice uh, of the percentage of men. So twi- <laughs> twice as many women almost think that that's uh, a green flag as men do. And I'd like so, to know, it doesn't tell you, but if it's not a green flag for men, so if does that mean that the whatever other percentage is left is mostly to a, a male a red flag if they say that? Or is it a neutral? You know what I mean? It's, well, I wonder what so that indicates. We've got the red flag. So 38% of men think oh, it's see, a green flag and 33% of men think it's a red flag. So okay. whatever is left think so it's almost a flag. right, Almost right down the middle in a way. Yeah, whereas women are much more tilted to that's a good thing. Only 14% of women said that's a red flag. I so, keep trying to scroll on your screen share. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm like clicking all over and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. So uh, that was interesting. The other interesting thing here, um, there's a lot of them, but they identify as liberal. So remember, we said earlier, the stereotypical things you think are true, which is that women tend to be more liberal men tend to be more conservative. So they identify as liberal. Women, no surprise, thought more so than men that that's a good thing. That's a green flag. 
but 30 that was 39% of um, women. Not a majority though. Not yeah. a majority. Not a majority. So that's interesting. Maybe women don't want men who are liberal. Isn't that They weird? want they want to be liberal, but they don't want their man to be liberal. Yeah. Exactly. Weird. But only 29% of men said it was a green flag. So, you know, again, maybe a 30-30 split or something. Um, Interesting. Then the other one, so they say all lives matter. So we talked about black lives matter. A majority of women, yeah, and say it's green flag. Men like a woman that owns a gun. Yeah, that's a good one. So all lives matter was... Not very popular. 21% of women said it was a green flag. 32% of men said it was a green flag. And then, but it ranked lower than they own a gun, which was 22% of women said that was a green flag. And men really thought that was good. If women own a gun, 46% of men are like, that's good. Yeah. Let's go shooting. That is, that is, so this is so loaded because if they say Black Lives Matter, that doesn't mean they think that black people matter. You know what I mean? It's 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 not to say to, they sure, say yeah. black lives matter. <laughs> that doesn't mean they think that if they didn't say that's a re- green flag, that doesn't mean they think that black people don't matter. It's right, because right. saying that indicates something about you. Same thing with the all lives matter. Somehow all lives matter became kind of the, you know, the opposite of its core, which is, it doesn't mean to, to the mind of someone taking the survey, that doesn't mean they think all people matter when they say that. That means they think white people matter. You know what I mean? They're, they're so right. loaded. It's such an interesting survey yeah. for that reason. Well, that's interesting too because it's there's this dichotomy in the answers between that specific point of view about Black Lives Matter. They say Black Lives Matter, which came out different than they identify as liberal, which I think you would associate, most of us would say, that Black Lives Matter was a liberal cause. So 60% of women said black, saying Black Lives Matter was a green flag, but only 39, 40% of women said that it was, a, you know, being liberal was a green flag. So it's not exactly the same. They actually would prefer this right. particular somehow, party point. Yeah. Somehow Black Lives, saying Black Lives Matter indicates that you're it's a liberal, better. but somehow also those being a liberal and saying Black Lives Matter aren't actually synonymous in the minds of the people taking the survey. That's so interesting. Yeah, weird. So that's weird. There's another one on here that's interesting. They say there are only two genders. So another big split between men and women here. So women say that that only 25% of women said that that's a green flag. So not that many women say that's a good thing. Whereas almost half, 46% of men said that that's a green flag. If you think there are only two genders, that's a good thing. So, yeah, I mean, we've got that. That's, yeah, I feel like pretty uh, stereotypical or whatever. Uh, there's a lot so of things So far, what here. this is telling socially, what this survey is saying to me is that if you're a young, I guess it works both ways. I was going to say if you're a young man, I'll say it both ways, but I'll say it a different in different sentences. If you're a young man and you meet somebody that you jive with according to questions like this, lock it down, get that, you know, commit to that relationship and get married basically because the picking, (laughs) because the pickings are slim. 
for if the, if you're especially if you lean a little more conservative or if you're not very ideological because there's a lot mm. the women they're the way they show this graph I'm just going to say their side is skinny they don't there's not very many some of these kind of what you might call not necessarily but you might call manlier traits or slightly conservative traits they don't like that too too much yeah. So if you find one that's okay with you being that kind of person, that just will accept you on some of these kind of non-sequitur things that are non-sequiturs, but a huge problem, apparently. Apparently, yeah. It, you know, then you better yeah. become a little more- Lock it down. Not politically conservative, but conservative as a traditional, maybe, you know. And the same for the women. You, if if you're on that side as well- at all, you're kind of in the minority and the demand for that man might be really high. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. interesting. So, yeah, let's get to think the of the red implications. Flags. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So the red flags were super interesting too. So this is like the opposite end of the question. So how many of these people? On this one, by the way, the women's side is not skinny. They have yeah. a lot of red flags. <laughs> yeah. Women are more likely to be like, Red flag. This is a no women, go. Yeah, women are more likely to have red flags that they hold up against men. Interestingly, yeah, which not, is the not thing. surprisingly because can, yeah. cancel. You know, this is exactly reflective of men being more right. concerned about canceling because these are cancelable offenses to some people. And oh, they, that's interesting. And here's the evidence yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Well, that's also a biological truism. So we know that women are more choosy than men. If you just give like they've done studies where they'll say, is this man acceptable for you today? And they'll do the same thing with men. They'll say, is this woman acceptable? And on average, women are more choosy. Like they'll cut out more men and say that fewer men are acceptable and women or sorry, fewer men. Acceptable, yes. And men will say that more women are acceptable. So we just know that that's a thing. Yeah, there's this whole thing. It's very interesting. We don't probably have time to talk about it. We could at some point, you know. That women have have been fighting for, it feels like ever, about these female beauty standards and this, that, and the other. And what we discover is maybe on first impressions it matters. I mean, if you show a man a supermodel and then show a man his neighbor, they're going to go, that supermodel's hot. You know, they're going to like that better. But ultimately, in reality, in this people, Men, I've seen, I've watched like fun, even like comedic podcasts. Any, you know, just I hear people say this that they're not saying any, they're admitting basically. I don't really care that much, you know the 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 width of. We talked about this on our um, uh, that uh porn thing. What was that show called? The Naked Show. That oh, you yeah. kind of walk away going. I actually have a pretty wide, wide you know, um, landscape. Attraction. Of, Is that what it was? Yes. Called? Yeah. Yeah. So you have this, that men have this wider, uh, band of tolerance. Yeah. Acceptability. But it's funny that culturally the messaging is that women are held to some crazy standard and that's why we have to do fat acceptance and this acceptance and that acceptance. And it's just like, do you though? No, because that's a projection. Women are projecting the standards. Well, that it's they each feel other. Women to yes. Women exactly. hold each other to that standard, and then yes. the the joke is that it's gay men because they're the ones, <laughs> oh in, you know, at, in that industry that that's are making too. you know they're making the women more beautiful. They're making the men more beautiful. They're you know they're but they're fucking things but, up. But do but like straight dudes that like 
run a bobcat for a living think their 180 pound wife is a babe basically you know what i mean they just don't care as much as you'd think they would yeah they might have a poster of a dallas cowboy cheerleader in their office but that's because men are dogs also. You know what I mean? It's just... Right. So we know that this is a biological truth. Like this happens biologically. And it's interesting to me now that you see it take on a cultural tinge. So it's not just that it's like literally women are more choosy based on physical fitness and looks and things that are biological truisms. But now we're also saying the choosiness is also showing up in these more heady things, these things that are completely mental, which is like your ideology, the things you believe, blah, blah, blah. So the red flags, the biggest red flag for a woman in this study, these are, again, 18 to 34, was that the, the partner identifies as a MAGA Republican, Make America Great Again Republican. So talk about women being liberal. Just being a certain brand of Republican is a red flag for 76% of women. 76% of women would not partner with a MAGA Republican. Very and six, But 60% of men say the same thing. Yeah. So that's another weird thing to me because that- Do le- men that, want I, a liberal woman or yeah. who are do they just MAGA not like MAGA? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Must be a minority because <laughs> most men and women think that they would not- Want to be with a MAGA Republican. And which doesn't, by the way, really affect the relationship. So it's definitely a social concern. Yeah, that, well, it know, used to it's... be that you could have different politics with your partner. And now I feel like that's kind of gone out the window. Well, it's it's like dating interracially or something. As if you could, it's like, it's not that, it's not, you know, you, you can feel however you feel about the person. But if I'm seen with that person. Mm. You know, that's the social problem for, you know, back back when that was more of a problem. It's like I'm seeing that as this. It's not that they voted for Trump. Like, who cares? It's not like he's talking about Trump in the bedroom or, you know what I mean? It's that paint me badly if I'm seen with a MAGA Republican. Yeah, it's that he might wear a Trump hat and then everyone's going to be fucking looking at us every time we go to the mall or mm. when you know what i mean it's like a very social thing to, and that i'm yeah that I, I would presume interesting well so on the other side of things so that was the biggest uh, red flag for women the biggest red flag for men was that their partner identifies as a communist so <laughs> just interesting uh women don't like republicans men don't like communists that's what we've got so um, men don't want a woman that is maga or MAGA, but they also don't want a communist. So they don't want the opposite either. Yeah. They don't want either. 60%, almost 59% don't want a MAGA Republican. Men don't want a MAGA Republican woman, or I guess if they're gay, a man. Uh, And then 64% of men don't want a communist partner. So yeah, a lot men are just like, I don't want them to have any ideologies, okay? Don't be- be don't no be ideology. extreme. Yeah. Just don't be don't be super far left or super far right. Just be cool, man. Yeah. Then the stereotypical no hobbies was also pretty high for both men and women. 66% of women, 60% of men saying it's a red flag. All lives matter. By the way, yeah. who has a hobby? Who has hobbies these days? I think it's so important because I'm thinking about like if I had a child. I've thought about this before. I would totally 
I wouldn't be one of those parents that's like, you're going to play the violin, whether you like it or not, or you're going to do this. But I do think there's something to, I, I would take the position that you don't have to do this thing or that thing that I like, but you're going to do something. You're not yeah. going to sit idly. You're not going to sit there and play video games all day. You're not going to do, and even if you do, for some reason, become like a video game fanatic, if you're not doing something productive in that realm, if you're just wasting your time, I think that's a. I think it's really dangerous. Actually, thinking about yeah. raising a kid that way. I mean, I lacked hobbies, and I got up to no good. You know, my hobbies became stupid and destructive as a young yeah. person. Idle time is the devil's play playground. De- devil's a devil's ha- or idle hands are the devil's workshop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the all lives matter. I wanted to go to that one too. So that's interesting. We have a pretty big split between men and women. Sixty uh, percent majority of women say that's a red flag, saying all lives matter. That's crazy to me. Sixty percent of women say. Because remember, going back to the Black Lives Matter, 60% of women say that saying Black Lives Matter is a green flag. That's a good thing. That's that's person I might want to date them just because they said that. And just saying all lives matter is 60% say that that's a red flag. I just think it's just weird because those are basically the same statements. You know, they're just very weird, politically charged ideas. <laughs> I don't even know what they mean. Is there a uh, logical reverse correlation with the green flag all life matter? Like that was really low for women, wasn't it? So it's yeah. a big oh, red yeah, flag yeah, yeah. if you say all lives matter. Is it a big, it's a small, yeah, and a very low green flag. Yeah, so that right. makes it, yeah, so at least it follows. It makes sense. It's just so strange that that's such a, it's such a polarizing, because again, like you were saying, it doesn't actually indicate whether or not you actually care about black or white, or anyone's people. You know, it's just a weird ideological thing to say, to signal that you it might... Says, it's, yes. It says more about how you feel about the ambiguous case of George Floyd than it says about how you feel about black people in general. Right, whether or not you're a racist or something. And, and by the way, just as a side note, the Black Lives Matter people that were ahead in the head of all that, that thing has been fully exposed and completely defunct now. Like, they were... They were money grubbers. They had multiple houses. They had destructive ideology yeah. that they had to remove from their website because they got found out that they literally were – they literally like tenets of their philosophy on the Black Lives Matter official page was you you know destruction of the family and stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. And, and by the way, this is a little known fact. There was an original Black Lives Matter and it was – and I think the guy sued him, but it didn't work. It was this black guy. And he had a, an organization that he started, just a nothing organization. And I think it was called Black Lives Matter 2. And these mm. other people came in said, great idea. We're going to co-op that, put a shitload of money behind it, and fuck you. Get out of here. Remove the and, two. <laughs> yeah, because that, that little two kind of it incorporates that both Too inclusive. Both it's yeah. too inclusive because you're saying also that's not yeah. oh, that's not acceptable. Oh my god! So very interesting. Well, yeah, we already know about Rachel Dolezal too, one of the primary leaders of that movement up in the Northwest United States. Uh, 
she was not even black. She's white. So, and she was one of the leaders of the BLM movements there. So just. It had a few mansions, I think. Very Bernie Sanders like where it's like, I'm a socialist. Give all your money away. Also, I have like three houses in Connecticut worth $10 million. (laughs) It's like, okay. Weird. So the only other thing um, I wanted to point out on these red flags before we move on is listening to Joe Rogan was something he asked about. And this is so crazy to me across men and women. So the fact that this is a question is very reveal- revelatory. Yeah, weird. I didn't know it was like this. 55% of women thought it was a red flag to listen to Joe Rogan, and 35% of men thought it was a red flag to listen to Joe Rogan, which is well, just kind of flabbergasting. It's not even that you're doing anything. It's just that you're listening. It's just the openness to ideas, to listening, to hearing someone say stuff that is a red flag. That's absolutely bonkers to me it's, it's not that you agree with joe rogan it's that you listen to him and which is which let's just point this is, this is a good segue but before we segue away from it i've made this point before and i cannot help but make it again why is it a red flag to listen to a guy that talks to people like um graham hancock randall carlson uh Scientists. Sam Tripoli, <laughs> comedians, fight. These, I'm telling the majority MMA of fighters. his guests, the majority of his guests, right, are like people who wrote historical books about things that Joe likes, like fucking antelope and mammoths. Wow, so <laughs> offensive. Talk to people that love to talk about aliens. Oh my God, red flag if you talk, if you like to talk about alien lore. Uh, talk about like tectonics and earth plates and. Oh my God, so offensive. What a Republican. What a MAGA. I mean, it's just, what are we talking? Why is Joe Joe Rogan, a guy who talks to everybody about everything, mostly the majority are comedians, people promoting a book, and fighters. That's his main people. Every now and then, he'll have a controversial figure on there. But beyond that, what it's it's like what because he took ivermectin that his doctor told him to take that CNN lied about and turned him yellow. I mean, what are we actually asking here? It doesn't really make sense. Now, I don't know if you want to segue away from this yet, but there is a segue. I'll just mention it from the debates because that's where I think you were going after this. Yes, we're going. Vivek Ramaswamy, Mama-wami. who did who did a, an interesting job on in the debates grouped three people together and he said we should be having this debate with elon musk tucker carlson or joe rogan and joe rogan not or which is a weird he said they should be moderating the debate which in a way either reflects or actively situates those three people on the right side because he's basically was saying we're on this we're having a debate right now with the republican pe- uh, candidates on this hyper liberal ridiculous progressive news republican channel. hating news channel right where NBC at, which or cnbc so you're which one. right so you're juxtaposing this liberal behemoth against three other people who must be kind of the opposite or he didn't say you know maybe he was saying they're more neutral but tucker carlson I mean, Tucker Carlson is the odd man out there with Elon Musk and Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan and Elon Musk are basically Democrats. And so is Tucker Carlson. But people don't know that. I mean, he says he's a Republican. I get it. But like, come on. 
I don't know what he is, yeah. but there's this kind of cultural situation situating of these people into corners into overton windows well it's so interesting that you say that because right next to that red flag is they identify as conservative and that ranked basically the same for both groups so it's almost like they literally equated joe rogan and conservative like those rated exactly the same across men and women 55 percent of women say joe rogan is a red flag 54 percent say conservative is a red flag and then for men, 35% say Joe Rogan's a red flag. 35% say conservative's a red flag. So it's just interesting. Right. Yeah. So I can double down here on my point that if you're looking for a woman that doesn't is not going to hate you because you like guns or listen to Joe Rogan or like to hunt or, you know, lean you lean at all. Conser- if you lean more conservative than the liberal Joe Rogan, then you are 60% Sixty-five percent of women think uh, see you as a reg, a walking red red flag. So <laughs> yeah. you better lock those people down that you find that match <laughs> oh up God. with you. Like this, pickings are getting slim. You got a ten. You got twenty, ten, probably ten percent of women out there that you can pick from that don't think you're a red flag if you are le- right of the liberal Joe Rogan. Yeah, it's the last weird. two things I'll say on this. One is that, so Joe Rogan was more of a red flag uh, for men and women than owning a gun, which is a weird little factoid. Only 27% of women thought that was a red flag. Only 13% of men thought that was a red flag to own a gun. And then the other thing is- Which is which is heartening in a way. So yeah, it's nice to know that that's somehow not as, I mean, it's mind blowing, but it's not as a- <laughs> As so Rogan indic- is more dangerous <laughs> than a gun. <laughs> it's yeah, it's less indicative of your social desirability or ideology that you walk around with a firearm in your waistband than it is that you walk around with pink Joe headphones <laughs> listening to Joe Rogan <laughs> talk to liberals. Like it's just what? Like Think about if I took this survey, I would be, and then I read it after they published it, I would be concerned with myself. I would, I'd be scratching my own head going, what did I say? What did I say? How did, how did (laughs) I, how did I say all these things? This is weird. I, (laughs) yeah, what is going on here? The other thing, the last thing, women really want men who care about politics is a very interesting one to me. So 50% of women, 50% said like that, uh, say that not caring about politics is a red flag, whereas 29% of men say that not caring about politics is a red flag. You'd think it'd be the opposite. In my mind, I think that men are more likely to be like, women should care about politics because I care about politics. But in reality, women are like, no, men, men, women are more so than men. Like, you need to care about politics. I so, think men, what that in, indicates is that men go a little bit more than women go, I don't really care what she thinks. Not like I don't care about what she thinks. It's just that what she thinks, she's an independent person. You could yeah. think if you like Bernie that you can vote for Bernie, I'll vote for Trump. I don't care. You, yeah. Whatever. You know, like I, you can be who you want to be. Whereas women, and this is, I'm just telling you based on my experience as a man who's dated multiple women, especially the one that I'm with now. They like to control you. 
You know what I'm saying? They and I think I think I actually I don't know if this is a gay thing, but it is definitely a straight thing. And I actually don't see it as a bad thing. I actually see it as and I think maybe Jordan Peterson is talking about this. There's something about a woman, a woman, a woman, a woman's effect on men. They have like a they can have this is a, this survey is getting a little weird, but they can have a a civilizing effect on men. It's inter- so when men disagree, they'll battle it out. They might even fight. When men and women, especially that are in a relationship, disagree, you men give a lot of leeway to to the desires of their woman because it's. You know what I'm saying? It's it's hard to actually sure. explain, but you wouldn't yeah, well, say you're not going to punch bo- your woman in the face unless you're one of those men, which you're probably not going to be with many women. You give you give way as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. No, that's totally thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. You know, men can't be putting their foot all the time down because there's also that asymmetry biologically. Men are like more physically capable. So if you're putting your foot all the time down, it, you're like it's a real threat. Like women can put their foot down, and it's almost like okay, that's fine. You know, like you're not going to, what are you going to do? You know, beat me up until I do the thing that you're putting your foot down. Whereas like the man could do that. And it's like, it's that asymmetry. I think that almost allows women to put their foot down and keeps men from putting their foot down more because if they did, it's almost like, well, the consequence of me putting my foot down is kind of like a tyrannical, violent relationship. I thought of the way I wanted to put it. I've heard this countless times throughout my life and I concur. When men say, I don't know if I've heard women say this very often. I don't know if they even have this inside of them. But men have this capacity to say, I want my wife or my family, having my kids, whatever, makes me want to be a better person. Because internally, I think men are more, they're a different kind of chaotic than women are. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, we got to talk about reform. We got to talk about this GOP presidential debate in Miami hosted by NBC News. That's who it was. I couldn't remember earlier. All right. Um, so this is the opening remarks that you mentioned by Vivek Ramaswamy earlier. Every um, every podcast is playing this, but why not? Let's go for it. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to play this clip, but you mentioned it. So if you haven't heard this, here you go. Uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my yield my time to you and frankly look the people there are cheering for losing in the republican party think about who's moderating this debate this should be tucker carlson joe rogan and elon musk we'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that gop primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party do you think the democrats and we've got christian welfare here do you think the democrats would actually hire greg gutfeld to host a democratic debate they wouldn't do it and so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Chris, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. 
Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Look at her smiling. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with a Hunter Biden laptop story. Next question. Your time is up. Okay, pause that. So when I was listening to this. Yeah. Before this whole debate started, they said, ridiculously, hold your applause. Very strange. I mean, I get it, but why bother saying that? It's not going to happen. You know people are Especially gonna, yeah. when you're CNBC or whatever, and, NBC News. You're, you're, and you're doing the Republican debate. They're going to clap because you said not to clap. You know, they're, they're going to clap These in your face. These people hate you. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's the Republicans. So that, that's the first point. <laughs> the second point is that he did not reiterate that point. And I saw this as very – and Ramaswamy, I think – threw a wrench into their gears by with his remarks and i was so glad he did because it pissed me off when i first when i was listening to it in order you know before i heard any of the rest of it right before ramaswamy speaks two other candidates speak no preamble for either one of them no preamble then they go to ramaswamy and that's when they decide to remind the audience don't clap okay now mr ramaswamy so they literally say, don't clap now, Mr. Ramaswamy. And I was like, oh, really? So you're going to remind people not to clap where, where they might remember not to clap for the 15 seconds here and, and skip clapping on this candidate. But they didn't because he threw something so powerful back at them. Another point. Mm. Do you know who Ronna McDonald Daniels is, right? No, I guess they're the head of the RNC, the or Republican whatever. National Convention. Yeah. So he wasn't calling out. I mean, he called I'm out the media, gonna, and he called out the head of the RNC, his own, the his own party. That right. is so confused. I mean, that is so dangerous for right. him well, to do that. Well, it's crazy. Yeah, because that's what you're saying earlier. He does that, and then he's like, Elon Musk and. Tucker Carlson should be hosting this debate, which you say it kind of like paints him as conservatives. But at the same time, in that same breath, he also calls out the head of the conservative party. Right. The whole thing is just like, whoa, like what? You're clearly not on the agenda of whatever the party is on. It makes me think that that's either super brave and he has something up his sleeve, kind of like a – he might have seen it coming anyways. Like, they're going to reject me anyways. They don't like me. I already know that I can tell. Mm. And I'm going to do the RFK thing, which is if these people don't get get in line, I'm just going to take my vote so, you know, somewhere else somehow. Mm. But um, very dangerous. There was rumors. I don't know. I have not verified this. I don't know how you would verify it. But that you could hear Rana... Romney McDaniel, part of the Romney family, a very close relative, actually, um, like not even a, a removed relative. It's like the mm. husband's brother, you know, his wife. I mean, very of close. Mitt Romney. Of Mitt Romney. So establishment for sure, a rhino, basically, because Romney was Romney care. It's the same thing as Obamacare. You know what I mean? It's like they're mm. not really Republicans. Um, she was overheard, it is said. After the debate, right after the debate ended, talking to somebody saying, he's he's done, 
he won't get another cent from us. Which is why it was such a dangerous thing to say, because of course oh, you're about wow. to, you're destroying your party. But he knew that and he had to know that. I yeah. think he. Pro- that's what I'm saying. Or he's playing a little bit of a a double double track long game. Maybe he wants to be the next head of the RNC and change because that would be a powerful. That is a powerful position to be in. Maybe to be the head I still of, think and you could really change things from that position. If you actually had a, a non-establishment hack in that position, that would be very interesting. Last thing about the Joe Rogan comment, it sounds super ideological and almost to the almost a little cringe because you're like, oh my god, you're just like saying the biggest names in right in quote unquote right wing media. But the truth is, if you just think of what he said, it's it's actually true. You would get exactly what he said. If you had these three people, we would have long debates. There would be substance. There would be they would be actually asking us, not asking us nice questions that for you know not layups for the Republicans, but questions that people actually care about. Not I literally expected the commentators. I'm proud of them for not doing this, but I actually expected them to bring up Ron DeSantis's high heel boots. Oh my god! And they didn't do it. I mean, Ramaswamy tried to do it like four times and the commentators, the debate question people, the news anchors, whatever you want to call them, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't even go, oh, DeSantis, Ramaswamy says you're wearing high heels today. Um, would you like to prove? <laughs> I, I thought they were going to make Ron DeSantis take in the take his shoes off and show them to be real. And the fact that he didn't and they didn't makes me think that he he's a preferred candidate for the Repu- the Democrats as well. Interesting. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Because uh, I'm convinced that those are high, our platform boots. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of this is just totally going off script with Ramaswamy. It's very interesting. And it's almost like he wants to just have a real debate. And it's a little outside of party lines, what he's suggesting. But it's interesting because he's running as a Republican candidate. So... And then I think things get a little weird. Yeah. Anyway. I don't want to bury the lead because I don't know what clips you're going to play, but I changed my mind. On Ramaswamy? Thing, after the, after this debate, things looked a lot different because the black okay. guy and what's his name? The South Carolina guy? Um, Tim Scott. Tim Scott. I thought he might to to be. You. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay, play this. Yeah. To okay. Respond, We're going to listen to Tim I'd like to start no. with you. The United States has given Ukraine financial and military support since the war began more than 600 days ago. Here we go. Perfect President clip. Zelensky told me on Sunday, if Russia isn't stopped now, quote, the price will be higher for the United States and Americans would be forced to, quote, send your sons and daughters to defend NATO countries. Senator Scott, where do you stand on more funding for Ukraine? I certainly have been very supportive of Ukraine. I believe that ultimately we should make sure that the president of the United States states what is America's national vital interest in Ukraine. It is actually in degrading the Russian military. Whoa. Okay, I just had to say, before we hear the rest of it, like, I don't think anyone's admitted that openly until relatively recently. That comment right there, delete this guy. <laughs> Canceled. He, he exposed himself as a war hawk 
as a puppet of the military industrial complex. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy because the whole thing started as we're helping Ukraine defend Ukraine was invaded. It's a humanitarian crisis. He's sitting here just plainly. He's being honest, to be honest. He's uh, he's literally saying, (laughs) we're not here to help the Ukraine because people are getting murdered or death and destruction. We are here to erode another superpower's military capabilities and their financial standing in the world. That's why we're doing this. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for telling us that. By the way, what you should have said after you said that is... That's wrong. But instead, he's, he was basically saying, and that's exactly what we should be doing. Right. Yeah, let's hear we what he sh- says. This is a good thing. We've been very effective using our resources and our weaponry and the incredibly high price of Ukrainian blood. Unbelievable. Unbelievable to say the phrase, the price of Ukrainian blood. Just like so, so heretical to me. Like, what is that the right word? like heretic, like you are not even valuing human life. Like it's just a price. It's just a high price we have to pay for destroying Russia. The idea of Russia being a superpower, that is so bad that we need to sacrifice human lives to it. We need to sacrifice human lives to it. It's just a high price that we have to pay. Unbelievable. Totally unbelievable in my mind that he said that. To achieve that objective. Every day we get closer to the degradation of the Russian military, and that's good news. But the American people are frustrated that they do not have a president who reminds us and tells us, where's the accountability? Where are those dollars? How are those dollars being spent? We need those answers for us to continue to see the support for Ukraine. And at the same time, I would say that a package, a package that's been offered by the president for Ukraine and Israel, that's the wrong approach. We need to focus specifically on providing Israel with the $14 billion that they need so now that we show about the Israel? world that we are 100% okay. undeniably standing shoulder to shoulder with Israel. And then as we turn away from that direct support for Israel, we should go to our southern border and close our southern border with the resources necessary. I believe that we have sleeper terrorist cells in America. Thousands of people have come from Yemen, Iran, Syria, and Iraq. If we are going to deal with the national security emergency at our border, Senator we have Scott. to do it now. Senator Scott, thank you. But just- Anyway, yeah. So I don't want to play the rest of that. But yeah, he goes on and blah, 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 blah. I just thought that one comment was so crazy. Damning, damning, really. Just to say, one, that we were destroying Russia. And then two, to say, it's just a high price of Ukrainian blood that we have to pay. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. (sighs) Yeah. Anyway, okay, we can move on from that. I've got another one. So we're moving on to Vivek and Haley have an interesting exchange later. Um, yeah, where Vivek says some stuff and gets Haley off her rocker. Dude, her that the what she says is so Yeah, let's let's It's listen. like yeah, let's hear it in a comment. Uh, we've talked about this. You campaign on TikTok. How do you get TikTok banned if you use it? 
Well, I, I, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer. You're, You're just, just scum. scum. <laughs> she, that... That is a comment by somebody who has just had the rug pulled out from under them. You are ruining my game plan here. Yeah, you know, it's unbelievable. It's so unprofessional. I can't believe she did it. I feel like it's a huge gaffe. Think of when some people maybe don't have the right temperament, but if I get to the point where I say, if I'm arguing somebody and I eventually get to the point of saying, fuck you, fuck you, that means you, you have got to me. I don't have any words left. I don't know. I am. You are pissing me off. I cannot keep having, you know, you, it's, it's, it reveals something very interesting yeah. that yeah. she did it not. It got her off her rocker. It really tilted her. Yeah. I don't know if it was an act or or not, but her daughter, keep my daughter's name out of your mouth. Uh, Your daughter is an adult, first of all. It's not like he's talking about your six-year-old daughter. So you're not as offended about your daughter as you're pretending to be. Mm, You mm. are. So therefore, also, Ramaswamy's telling her to get her house in order. eh, That doesn't really work either because, again, she's an adult. But he's got to say something. I don't know what this this whole tiktok thing i don't fucking know yeah they're talking about china and tiktok and should china or should because tiktok is owned by china should they force the sell of sale of it or should it be banned altogether and so that's what they're commenting on here and yeah it is weird we got into this whole debate this is what i was saying earlier about the whole communist thing with the research because they get into this whole debate about we're in the new cold war with china and the communists it's the greatest threat to america it's just kind of interesting like since when is this the new narrative? This wasn't in the other debates. I think. Well, tick and TikTok might be spying on you, but so is your freaking TV, your Instagram, so is the U.S. Account, government, your Facebook yeah. account, all of this stuff. If you just if you just say coffee, I'm gonna get a coffee. You're gonna get a thousand ads for coffee all day long because you're also being spied on. And I've heard this point made before. I don't know if it's a good point, but I find something in this point that I am way, way less concerned that China is collecting American data than I would be if Americans are collecting Americans' data. You know why? Because China's over fucking there. They don't matter. They're doing their own thing. So, okay, what? They want to make us look dumb? Let let them think we're dumb. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it just doesn't matter. What matters is that your own government, your own American corporations are doing this. And what are they suggesting? Most of these guys are suggesting TikTok's not going to go away. They want TikTok to be sold to an American company, probably so that they could collect the data that yeah, exactly. TikTok is collecting. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the commodity is. It's a free So we app. can do something Things with that... it, finally. <laughs> exactly. When shit is free, you're the product. We know this. We know this. So they want it in their own hands. I don't know dick 
about the Chinese government or what the fuck they matter. I th- And this is why on this debate stage, Ramaswamy won because he's the only one up there. I sound like I'm getting all heated about it. I actually, I'm not even that passionate about Ramaswamy. I'm just saying he's the only one up there who will say, I don't want, we don't want to be in Ukraine and let Israel deal with their own shit. And TikTok is not the only one stealing your data. I mean, these are just facts. I mean, in my opinion, I don't, I don't know how you can. Other people won't even acknowledge them. They're literally saying the opposite. They're saying we should invade the half of the people invade on the Russia. stage <laughs> want to kill every Russian and every Palestinian. It sounds like this would sound like they're, they're well, t- we told them to get out. You t- okay. Is it any consolation if we were being bombed in if Georgia, our state, the state I live in, was being bombed or Texas was being bombed where you're living and by uh, Mexico or Idaho? <laughs> they're dropping bombs and then everyone starts complaining oh we're, we're getting bombed and then idaho or mexico goes well we told you to leave because they're leaving why leave so that you can flatten my home what are you talking about that's ridiculous but that's what all of these people th- that's the way they justify and make <laughs> it moral to do this it's it's absolutely fucking bonkers and it's out of control and i don't think anyone on the democrat side at this point is any better everyone wants to go to war and it's terrifying yeah no that's what i was gonna say the whole debate it was very war centered and there was a lot of violent language not even just about the war which i'll get to some other clips i have about that um but yeah it was just all of a sudden it's just such intense rhetoric and I feel like the thing that was interesting to me about it psychologically is you have a lot of rhetoric coming from the Republicans, whether it's Sinki Haley or whatever, saying we need to have moral clarity, blah, blah, blah. Israel's our ally, all this stuff. But then at the same time, saying things that are so intense and bombastic, like we need to condemn these people. We need to shoot these people dead. We need to kill terrorists. We need to chop off their head. You know, it's just like whoa, like this is a lot of violent language you're spewing right now while you tell me about moral clarity. It's a little much. And even if you think, like if you're Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis or one of these war hawks, even if you think that there is some kind of (laughs) moral clarity in your approach, the fact that you are saying that and that only and not admitting to what Ron Paul told us told us 10, 20 years ago and what countless other people are still pointing out to today that, okay, if we do have to do this, then it is to clean up a mistake that we can never make again. We, can, we have to stop regime changing the world. We have to stop tearing down governments. We have to stop funding terrorist groups because they're beneficial in the short term or some kind right, of convoluted right. long term. It So bomb them, bomb them and bomb them again. But these I'm just going to say it. These people are some of them on the stage are literally war criminals and other ones are trying to become war criminals. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. you should all be eliminated. It's from crazy. This completely. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And who's not on the stage tonight? 
Doug Burgum. Doug Burgum, the only yeah. other guy that might have actually had a rational thing to say about this. The other Constitution than, guy, yeah. Let's I just him. send more bombs over there. He was great. He was yeah. fine. He added another voice. Now we have Ron DeSantis, who sounds like the male version of Nikki Haley, who sounds like <laughs> the skinny version of Chris Christie, who sounds like the white version of the black guy, who I cannot remember because I just want to keep calling him Ben Carson. Obama? No, the... <laughs> The South Carolina guy. Oh, Tim Scott. Tim Scott. It's <laughs> like, what? So they, oh they all sound just, they, there's no difference between them. What literally, yeah, yeah. literally, what is the actual, if you had to compare them, what's the actual difference? I don't even know. I can't tell. And by the way, what did I, I said this and it keeps popping up. Why do people like Nikki? What is so appealing about Nikki Haley? All these Republicans are saying Nikki Haley. You also see, this is pointed out by someone else, all these like, uh, right after the fact articles that come out, who won the debate? Who won the debate? And of course, the news will tell you who won the debate, even though there's no point. It doesn't there's make no, any sense. It doesn't make any sense. We just but decide you know who, who wins. Who lost the debate? Do you know? No. Guess, guess who they all say lost the debate? Just guess. Vivek. Of course he did. You know yeah. what people actually think who won the debate? They actually think Vivek won the debate. Of they course. actually think so. They say people like Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley are the winners. Chris Christie took a backseat this time. Not sure why, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, okay, really weird. That was also weird. Just before we play this next clip, because I got clips. We got to go. Um, but uh, they didn't ask hardly any questions to Chris Christie, which I thought was weird. It was almost like they just didn't give him questions. There's been a breakdown of who got the most t- talking time. Do you know who it was? I would bet it's Nikki Haley. Ron Tim DeSantis. Scott. Oh, Tim Scott. By, f- by, f- by wow. kind of a strangely large margin. They gave him the most talking time. And then I think Nikki Haley was second because they let Tim Scott go a second. Uh, they gave him an, an extra they thing. He, he said, an he said extra, let me yeah. say this. And they just gave him like another two minutes. It was weird. And then there was another point where they went to Nikki Haley and said, we're not letting people respond to uh, names mentioned. Attacks, but, yeah. and then she, but then – and they literally – like forgot to say the rest of the sentence and they just said, but you get to, yeah. <laughs> that was all that they said, but you get to, and everyone else on the stage should have been like, it was uh, very excusez-moi? weird. Yeah. These it's people are like, we need to follow the rules, but we're not even following our own rules. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I heard some analysis of why they would have done that. Maybe to make the Republicans seem less palatable, give it all to Tim Scott. He's boring. No one will, no one, people will turn away. They'll stop watching, you know, or maybe they'll, yeah. Something will happen. I don't know Maybe. what they were trying to do with that. I don't know. I thought, yeah, Chris Christie, I don't like him, but he's not my least favorite candidate. I wish he had more time to speak because some of the stuff he said was fine. It's, yeah, it's not. Chris yeah, Christie's a weird guy. I don't, I'm not a huge fan, but he needs to lose some weight for sure. I will <laughs> say somebody mentioned this recently and I thought it would be, I don't want this, but it would be interesting because the other conclusion is that the real winner of all three debates so far has been Donald Trump because he's not showing up and he's ahead in the polls. Sure. Like, I still think the, Vivek Ramaswamy and Donald Trump are going to run together. That's my prediction. That's what I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I heard that and I thought to myself, that would be, first of all, it would prove whether or not Vivek is real or not. Because if he just gets right in line behind Trump and doesn't push back at all on some of his crazy, then he's a hack or he has ambitions beyond what he's describing or maybe well and that would 
it, or, or, or he won't do that. He'll keep being Vivek Ramaswamy and be the VP. And that will be really interesting. Yeah. If he okay. keeps up with this demeanor and is the VP. Because think of the other, all the VPs in history, recent history. Boring. They're like dead. so boring. They're all in the background. Awful. Where Like yeah. you never see Mike Pence. He's the most boring Doing guy that's nothing. even. Michelle Obama was the most exciting VP. Or she's not even a VP. I just thought she was a VP. <laughs> she's just the first lady. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. She seemed like, like she was the VP because she was more <laughs> more visible. But what happened? I Did something happen? Like where's Mike Pence? Did he drop out? I get. I don't know. That's a good point. He must have dropped. I never watched this. I must have not watched a second debate. But I was. I. I was like, someone's missing, and it's. It's freaking Pence, and I just didn't realize. Maybe he had to drop out after the first one. I don't know. I am. Well, I didn't even catch. He wasn't doing very well. I mean, he was too much. He was like real big stick Republican kind of guy. He was weird. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. We got to talk about Rivek. We can listen to him on spending now. Okay. Here we go. This is Rivek on spending. You about determined if you would touch entitlements and Social Security. What, if any, reforms are you looking at? So this is really important right now. We're working within the last window I believe we will have to actually fix this problem while still leaving Social Security and Medicare benefits for current seniors intact. I'll tell you how. The other candidates assume, like Nikki, that it can't be done. And on her math, she's right about it. But her math assumes $7 trillion of our $33 trillion national debt going to fight wars like in places like Iraq and Afghanistan. Minus that, our national debt would be $26 trillion right now. Then you go to zero-based budgeting, which I've proposed as a CEO. It's how I've run businesses. It's how many CEOs run businesses. Don't use last year's budget as the baseline. Start with zero as the baseline and then ask what's actually necessary. 75% 75% headcount reduction. Yes, that is Hell severe. Yeah. In the number of federal employees in the Washington, D.C. bureaucracy. Shut down redundant agencies that should not exist. Deliver economic growth as a positive tailwind. I think we can get to three, four, maybe even 5% GDP growth if we really take the regulatory shackles off of our economy. And against that backdrop, I believe this is our last best window to be able to take care of our national debt problem through those severe measures, including sacrificing the foreign wars that many bloodthirsty members of both parties have a hunger for. That's the one secret for how we're going to be able to do this, and that requires discipline. So we can't have the first conversation we were having sending foreign aid willy-nilly to countries whose national yes, debt per capita exactly. is less than ours thank you but if Mr. we Robinson. do this correctly i think this is our last window and God, we'll take a if i were the on that stage thank you very much Senators. being one of these other people i would feel that is a terrifying face <laughs> i know i, I would... saw <laughs> this lady looks crazy sorry you can't see this audience but the oh yeah, my host wow she's she's transforming um <laughs> i would <laughs> If I were on the debate stage with Vivek and I was saying what these other fools are saying, I would feel – I would have a hard time even speaking. I'd feel like a dipshit because I don't know – That's exa- so this is exactly why Nikki Cayley – Cayley? Nikki Haley <laughs> arrived at the response <laughs> – you're just scum <laughs> yeah. because you have nothing – you can't – you have – you can't debate that. You can't. De- it's un. And by the way, they all actually had tiny little pieces of good idea. It, it's clear based on the lack of grandstanding on this and the 
and some actual thought out solutions that came through on the spending problem. Even Haley, I think, and DeSantis were talking about going back to recognizing that we have to go back to pre-pandemic stuff. Like that has to happen immediately. We cannot keep pretending yeah. like this is the middle of a of a fucking pandemic and spending like that. That exactly. is going to drown us. So more than one person said that, and that is 100% true. But Vivek Ramaswamy is the only per- – and this is exactly why he won't get elected. Zero-based budgeting? Exactly. Exactly. This is a problem in corporate culture too. You, they yeah. they spend and spend and spend and spend, and they literally have to spend every dollar so that not a single cent gets taken away and so that they can ask for more next time. And if we keep doing that, we are fucked on the financial front. Like, yeah. we're fucked. If no. you don't want world coin, yeah. if you don't want Fed coin, we have to change this. And at the same time that we're fucking around, just blowing money out of the printer around the world everywhere just sending it away at the same time places like india are considering 70 hour work weeks so that they can beat china you know so it's That's crazy yeah no he's the only candidate who ourselves. talked about that with the national debt so everybody before is kind of war hawk republican stance talking about how we need to send more funding to ukraine more funding to israel we can't back down we need to go to the border we need to spend more money at the southern border we need to spend more money defending against china we need to do all these things at one time four continents it's absolutely crazy what they're saying and then vivek comes out and says we don't even have the money to send these countries. They have less national debt than we do. What do you mean? We are not in the position to help them. They need to defend themselves, like literally just financially. Yeah. And he's more focused on China while everyone else is focused on Russia, Ukraine, and Israel, which is- And Mexico for some reason. I don't know you, what people right. are like, Mexico needs to get taken out. Or, it's like, what? what's going on? Like, no, the southern border was that crazy. If you're going to have any foreign orientation- I think China and its relationships are more of a threat. That's a big fucking country. They are well organized. They are a command economy in a lot of ways. And that they have figured out how to work that system. And it is possible that, I, I mean, there's a part of me that likes being number one, you know, it feels safe. <laughs> That being America, but that doesn't have to be that way, yeah. and it will not be that way. No, if we if we have since we've been doing this podcast, the debt has gone up by almost like twenty trillion more dollars. It's unbelievable. It's like, yeah. What is happening? Not even a year. It took us. It took us two hundred and fifty years to get that much debt. Now we're doing it the same amount of debt that it took us 250 years to achieve. Double we're it doing every year. On, <laughs> in doubling. I mean, on it's a exponential, almost, yeah. it's not even a yearly basis anymore. We're on monthly, on month, ter- on, you know, quarter long terms. We're spending more than we've spent in the entire history of the, of country, the country. Yeah. On shit that crazy. is. And shit, it's not even here. When we don't even have the money to do it. So we're just spending other people's money. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I heard this podcast recently that I'm going to send to you. There's a guy that wrote a book on Israel and how to understand all of what's going on. 
and it's kind of nonpartisan. He's kind of down the middle, and but points out some interesting facts. We do send a lot of this money out, and not always, but a lot of times it actually comes with these strings attached. So I think one of his examples is like either Egypt or Syria, one of these places where we actually send them billions and billions and billions of dollars. But apparently, I don't know if this is actually how it goes down, but for certain places like Egypt, I think it was, every penny of that money has to be given back to the United States industry. And you guess who, guess where? The military industrial complex. So they, we give them cash and then they give it back to private companies that do war for a living and we just send them. So if you want to know what the fuck is going on over there, it is not a natural environment at even yeah. in any in, no. an, in any stretch of the imagination interesting okay we got to go on to this next clip i got two more um this is desantis ben is in a huge rush today apparently i know <laughs> i got to go we got to keep it short um cuz i got to get out get out of here pulls that come from china how often how many what it, what does that look like well first i uh, was speaking to a dad who uh, lost a son to fentanyl overdose Son wasn't a drug addict. He had taken some pill that happened to be laced with fentanyl, and it was a fatal overdose. And when he told me, obviously the pain of losing a child is as bad as it gets, but he said what was salt in the wounds is that these elites in D.C. don't give a damn about what's going on in this country. They don't care that we have tens of thousands of opioid deaths, that the fentanyl's pouring in. They are not taking the type of action we need to. We're declaring it a national emergency on day one. I'm sending U.S. military to the border. I'm going to stop the invasion cold. I am going to deport people who came illegally. And I'm even going to build the border wall and have Mexico pay for it, like Donald Trump promised. How are you going to do it? Yeah, Mexico's not going to fork over money. We're going to impose fees on the remittances that foreign workers send to foreign countries. We'll raise billions of dollars. Actually, I'll build a good a wall, idea. But we are going to designate the cartels to be foreign terrorist organizations or something similar to that. That's we're a bad idea. We're going to authorize the use yeah. of deadly force. We're going to have maritime operations to interdict precursor chemicals going into Mexico. But I'll tell you this. If someone in the drug cartels is sneaking fentanyl across the border when I'm president, that's going to be the last thing they do. We're going to shoot them stone cold dead. I just... We're gonna shoot him stone cold dead. Like what no are we trial, about moral clarity. No, <laughs> no jury, no nothing. Just fucking shoot those bastards. Psychotic, fucking psychotic. psycho. This guy is a piece of shit. I'm sorry. I want him to be cool too. I want a guy that has a calm, polished demeanor to say the things in a calm, polished way that Vivek Ramaswamy is saying. Hopped up on coke. Okay. <laughs> Why? So. It's just so unfortunate that all of these and what it reveals, because what they're saying is so retarded and asinine, it goes to show you that they are lizard people, literally lizard people. Okay. They are because it's because even if you thought this for a second and then you this is what happened during the Ron Paul revolution. Ron Paul came out, said some stuff, explained shit to the people of the country, and he won the Iowa caucus. Which usually means you are become the president, but he, or at least the candidate. So he, you you'd think that you'd recognize what the people, what Ramaswamy is saying, and connecting with people, why he's such a threat, and they all know that they all dog him, is because 
he's actually saying things that the people agree with, that they want, that they know, not because they have foreign policy expertise like these dipshits on stage, but because they don't need foreign policy expertise to know that it costs more than your mortgage used to cost to get groceries. And they know that you're just funneling money out of the country and that we just cannot for the fucking life of us stop having war. We have to fucking stop that. It makes me crazy. That's how you know every single person on that stage, apparently, except for Ramaswamy, is a literal reptilian. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's something wrong with these people. They're not thinking. And i that's the thing I think Vivek has come out and said is that I think he said it on the Jordan Peterson podcast or he said it on some podcast where he said, I started running this debate and he said, I thought I was running against people, against candidates. And he said, I quickly realized that I was running against corporate interests and that all of these candidates are bought for. One million percent. Literally, think about, just think about. What Ron DeSantis was just saying about Mexico is don't worry, military industrial complex, no matter what the fuck we get up to, you're getting paid. And the way and so if you think about just pause and think, what the fuck did Ron DeSantis just say? Okay, so let's think there's a wall. He wants the wall. Okay, now you're on the wall and there's some guys coming across the border. When is it that you know what they're doing? How do, when do you find out they're running fentanyl? How do you know they're not running fentanyl because their kid has just been abducted and sold to sex slavery by a cartel and that they have been said, you're, you can have your kid back or run this bag of fentanyl right. across the border for exactly. me. What are you doing, Ron DeSantis? You're not arresting them. You have to, oh, or maybe you do arrest them. That's how you find right. out they have fentanyl. And they're, you're slaughtering people in terrible situations. Yeah. Right. And so you go get somebody. Let's say you actually do more than DeSantis is implying. You actually put hands on them and go, are you smuggling in fentanyl? Oh, look, we found the fentanyl. What what was his solution? Pull out your fucking nine millimeter, stick it on their forehead like a cartel member and blast their fucking brains out. What are you talking about? That is psycho. That is worse than Trump, than anything that the fascist dictator Trump ever said it's worse than shit the fucking putin says he, he would yes. never say that in public that's it's crazy so true. it's so true trump was you would like never if you're say in that. a caravan turn around and now we've got desantis like kill him stone cold dead it's <laughs> wild bam 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 to shoot him <laughs> they got fentanyl kill him kill him i mean what moral clarity I, I, <laughs> that's that's having moral clarity right there so if you just think about it that is bizarre so what what i kind of think is happening right now i here's two one thing i noticed about this debate that was different than the last one i watched which was the first debate everybody followed the rules it was really weird nobody except for ramaswamy was trying to butt in yeah, there were only a couple moments where uh, Nikki Tim Haley Scott got a little and Nikki pissed. Haley wanted to say some other things. Yeah, one of the things they might be trying to do is all everyone except for Ramaswamy sounded completely unified. Basically, they they literally the biggest debates they had on the stage were around the margins. Nikki Haley wouldn't say fifteen week abortions. She wouldn't give a number, but she said, "I would pass anything that does pass, but I don't think we can pass it." And it's like, so, but that's. It's like that's a distinction without a difference. You're you're all literally going, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-life. Tim Scott's the extreme. Nikki Haley's the moderate. But that's not a debate. That's They're all agreeing with each other. So I yes. think what they're trying well, to do is isolate 
Ramaswamy because they are they're all of their interests are the same interests. They're yes, all exactly. the military they're industrial complex. For. That that is who is going to pay for this election is the military industrial complex and the pharmaceutical companies because that is what is going on. And that is who has got their death grip. And Ramaswamy, I think that's why he knows this. He knew everyone on the stage is united. They're not going to combat against me. They're not going to be cringe and try to stone the popular guy, but they're going to like in the Jesus case. But what Caesar Mm. did, I'm going to wash my hands of this guy. They're all up there going, we're all going to keep saying what we're saying. Let him stand over there. And then he comes out, he must know this because he literally said, hey, this party that's been funding me, fuck them. If that lady will resign, I'll walk off this stage. That's the most dangerous thing you could say. Something's going on. He knows it. And I think that was the whole point of this whole debate. Yeah. Well, let's hear his take on abortion. So this is his follow-up to Nikki Haley talking about what she said before about abortion being honest and I at least want to give credit to Tim Scott he's honest about where he stood and I think you should be honest not making a political calculus but to say if a bill is served up would you sign it here's my view on this speaking as a man they say men have trouble speaking on this issue I don't think we Abortion. need to be that way can it you pause it home state of Ohio just because he just said this he he did this multiple times this is a strategic thing that he's doing I think this guy might be smarter than he seems, or he's got some people working with him that are fucking smart. Like they've got their finger on something because he's being very combative still and saying these people are all wrong, but he keeps giving credit where credit is due. Even if it's disingenuous to a certain extent, he's saying Tim Tim Scott was right. He's got honor. At least he's doing this. DeSantis is right about this particular thing. So he is... That is a reversal of the of the cringe factor that people had about him previously. That's and true. The fact that he's made that adjustment and is coming across as someone who isn't, oh, you know what? This guy might not just ride a Bronco through the entire system. Actually, he does seem like he has the ability to step back, calm down, and take things seriously and not just be a, a guy that's here to wreck shop. He wants to, he wants to wreck shop, but you know what? He can actually get along with people. Yeah, I, he's coming. Across, I mean, that is that is something I just personally didn't think he could do. I thought he was just mm. too cracked out. You know what I mean? Like I thought this guy will never do it. He can't stop being weird. He did the whole rap thing. He was flipping out on people a little bit. <laughs> he did rap and it was like I, I was like I don't think this is gonna really work. But they actually got him to go. I think what it is is he listens to his to people he trusts. Yeah. Because you have to – that's the because it's hard to be fully self-aware, especially yeah. when you're ha- hopped up on Adderall. So the fact that he's got well, people probably angry. showing him yeah. – yeah, he's got you people showing him, angry. look, you acted this way. See, see, a lot of people thought this was a little cringe, man. Like you've got to chill. And he, I think he went, I hear you. That's pr- I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, that was – I could see how that was – that's not going to help. Yeah, and he's, he's chilling out. out. Yeah. So here's the rest of what he says. I'm upset about this yesterday that passed a constitutional amendment that now effectively codifies a right to abortion all the way up to the time of birth without parental consent. Why? It's back to that Republican culture of losing. So he's saying Ohio, this is the referendum Ohio just had that they passed. Which, what was that? They that was y- the had some like public election, local election where they passed a state 
amendment or whatever to the Constitution that said you could have abortions all the way up to late term or whatever, which is what he's Ohio did? on now. Yes, Ohio. Yeah, they just it was like a, it. is that the nine month one? Like it was like really crazy or something? Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah, so sorry. That's, that's so why odd. I was just stopping it there to explain. I gotta look into that. That doesn't even seem right, but okay, it's crazy. The Republicans did not have an alternative amendment or vision on the table. I know Ohio. I was born, raised, and I lived there. It's representative of the country. If in the state of Ohio we talked about access to contraception, adoption, and also here's the missing ingredient in this movement sexual responsibility for men. We live in an era of reliable genetic paternity tests that are 100% reliable. So we can say men deserve more responsibility. So we can tell women, we're all in this together. It's not men's rights versus women's rights. It's about human rights. And I've come back to that case that Clarence Thomas spoke of. A pregnant woman walking down the street, she's assaulted. The unborn child dies in that assault. You find me one person in this country who says that that criminal does not deserve liability for that death. You won't find one. That says we share the same instincts on this issue, but we require, I believe, a different generation of leadership to actually lead us forward and unite the country on this with honesty. Thank you, Mr. Ramos. I just thought that was the best point that he made because and you never hear this Which from one? the talking he made two heads. points there yeah well the talking heads you never hear this about abortion where i feel like we're constantly divided on it. and nikki haley her approach is like we just need to stop being divided by coming to consensus about weird like well it kind of you can have abortions sometimes but not always like we just need to come to consensus on all these like random points about it where actually vivek takes this approach and he says no remember this court case he's like we consider it a double homicide if you kill a pregnant mother. And the fact that we do that indicates something that we don't want to acknowledge, which is that we're being inconsistent when we say that that's a life in a murder trial and it's not a life in an abortion. And so that tells us something about where we really stand. And I think that that is true leadership consensus about all these issues, which Nikki Haley is trying to paint as like, that's leadership. I'm like, that's not leadership. This is actual leadership trying to point out, hey, this is where we're actually aligned on this issue. And I thought it was Nikki a really Haley good is point. saying this is leadership the way we've always done it, which yes, is true exactly. and not helpful. Yeah. But and Vivek is saying something that's just like he's not he's like not he's like just getting away from the fringe and saying, hey, there's other actual fringe thoughts on this that we actually all agree on. And you can find them in like fringe philosophy. I not French, but well, yes, French, but also fringe, and it's not really fringe. I mean, in philosophy. There's a lot of talk about this kind of stuff because it's one of those difficult questions. And he's wrong. You actually probably can find at least one American who's like, "Kill the baby after they're born." Even we don't care. There are people that have bad, bad, <laughs> yeah. bad ideas. Yeah. But, but this is yeah the whole thing about. I mean, he didn't really harp on it too much or explain himself. But the idea of sexual responsibility, I actually, I think what he was saying is, uh, if some, if, if some, I don't know what he was saying, but I'm assuming it's either if, if you get someone pregnant, like that's your responsibility, mm-hmm. A. Another thing he might be saying, which is so fucking obvious, is kind of like most, uh, uh most abortions are not f- for the exceptions that people like to hold on to, which I believe in. I believe life of the mother should be saved. I think that's actually probably sound, to be honest. 
in any whatever right. the if fuck there's is a going choice on. yeah if there's a choice the it mother can have made. another child you can't have another mother so right, right. You, that's a situation and i think what he's also implying by this responsibility thing is think about what you're doing and how babies are made and i think he said men if that's this point which i think is more probably the former rather than this one but also that applies to everybody sexual responsibility period mm. um if you think factory farming is abhorrent which everybody does <laughs> left ex- especially the left then you should think that abortion as contraception is a thousand times more of a uh, it's like people compare factory farming to like blood ritual sacrifice just like m- like tens of thousands of gallons yeah. of blood of these animals just spilled onto the land. Okay. That's a lot of people that are getting abortions for yeah. not life of the mother situations for contraceptive reasons, because I had other plans mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is, I, I actually agree that the logical argument is a little tough to make, but morally speaking on a kind of, on an almost metaphysical level, that is so important and i think that ramaswamy gets really close to it or, or almost hits the nail on the head when he says some of these ways of thinking about this like the example he gave about um holding response holding it's a double double homicide if you kill a pregnant mother because there's right. two people going down then that means we sh- we actually do share the same instincts on these things. Right, exactly. No, that's real moral clarity. And it's just so ironic to me that Nikki Haley harps on moral clarity all the time. And I was like, what you're saying isn't moral clarity, though. There's actually literally no clarity in what you're saying. Like, you, what you want to endorse is this weird, nuanced situation that's like, everything's case by case. I actually don't know what's moral about it. There's no resolution. It, it actually just continues the fighting amongst the sides on the fringe cases because she's basically saying let's figure out the best the closest to the fringe we can get and just kind of make a little thing here and a little thing there and vote and this and that and the other whereas Vivek is saying it's like a totally new argument which is don't you get it nobody wants dead babies nobody nobody actually there's it's like such a tiny minority it's very much the trans the same trans phenomenon where it's like everyone kind of wants to be nice and agrees about that kind of stuff but they but your the experience of it is that the majority of these of the people out there are have this radical view that you should actually whip your dick out call it a vagina and read books to children like yeah blah, 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 blah. no like, that's what radical we, like, and you see these flags who i walked by one the other day i mean you just see how topsy-turvy things are and how normalized it's become Flags saying abortion is health care. I'm like, what are we talking about? Maybe for the mother, but what literally what are you saying? What kind of person are you when you're like abortion is health care? Like, do you want to talk about the baby? Like, is that health care for the baby? Like, are we really it's so extreme that it's health care? What like this just insane to me. It's insane. And it's not you're not being honest about the issue. And I can understand some cases in which that's true when you have to save the mother's life like we just talked about but there are so many cases where that is absolutely 100% not true that is not true you just killed a baby and that person was a viable fetus they could have had a life and now they it's like don't or won't it, 
you know, so, there's a comedian that has it's a uh, you know Bill Burr, he has a great point. He's like, I support abortion. So it's it, this goes to show you that we share the same intuitions, and it's it still doesn't fix everything, but his intuition is kind of genius. So his whole joke is. I, I, he, this is his position. He goes, I, I agree with abortion, woman's right to choose, yada, yada, yada. However, I still think it's killing a baby, which is a, it's a little demented, but at least it's honest, you know, like you're, so, and he makes the, he makes the comparison to a cake. He's like, if you put a cake in the oven, if I put a cake in the oven and halfway down baking, you come and you throw that shit on the floor and a cake batter goes everywhere. You can't tell me that wasn't a cake. It was going to be a cake <laughs> if you left it in the oven, but you just took it out and threw it on the floor. So, of course, it's not a cake, but it – duh. <laughs> so, you're clearly still killing a baby, and it's a great joke. Yeah. And I think it indicates that even people who – Yes, exactly. I still I still support that point, yes. But at the same time, I am actually – becoming aware that that is actually a baby and now you now that you can be now that you're being honest now you can rethink that and see what you really believe and you probably don't differ with as many people as you think you do yeah no i don't think we need federal laws on it that's the biggest thing i just think communities can decide if they want to have laws on this or whatnot because well, the federal laws come down because places like Ohio say nine months, and then people go, "What are you talking about?" You know, and it just it melts people's brains. And it is it, you do wonder, like, what do you do? But it, you have to decide. Well, that doesn't even make sense. Are we to individual me. Yeah. states, or are we one big amalgam? And I think that it's probably more likely that we are individual states. And if I'm going to make the case to leave these other countries like Israel alone, like Vivek Ramaswamy said, let them fight their own battles. We'll help them, you know, somehow, but like we're not doing what we're doing. Like this is just too much. Apparently that's abhorrent, but it's the truth. And it's similar. It's just, just, it's the same kind of thinking. Yeah. No, we're states. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, think that we need federal laws, but I mean, and, and that's what you have to tolerate. You have to tolerate that some states are going to do it a little crazy relative to what you think is right. But yeah, I don't I don't know that we need to spend federal resources and what I didn't because the problem is you can't legislate all the loopholes or whatever edge cases like we could say this is the principle by which we like we stand to protect life and this, you know, up until the abortion or up until birth. Sorry, um, we stand to protect life up until the abortion. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what do you do when all these other things happen, you know, complications with the birth? protecting the mother's life, all these other things. You know, you're not going to write all that. You obviously couldn't write all that into law. And so maybe better just to not have the law or whatever. Um, anyway, anyway, well, I got to go. But this has been, this has been fun. Yeah, I wanted to play this other one, but I can't, I don't have, I, I can either find a 13 second clip or the 45 minute speech. <laughs> I'll try to find it for next time. People are playing it, but I keep, and it's the Zelensky speech. Have you heard it? No, we'll have to play this because, yeah, I want to hear him talk. Because it really sounds like somebody who is more of, I'm not saying this ideologically. I'm saying just the way that it comes across. Like, he sounds like 
a low-level mobster that was being helped by a by the lizard king <laughs> big and who knows the, and he thought he was good friends and they pulled back literally the clip that you'll see out there that everybody's playing is he goes okay you can't send money please give a credit we pay you back money i mean he's just like oh, begging God. for yikes bro chill yikes. dude chill man like he's literally begging he just sounds like a kind of a crook a little bit you know like mm-hmm. no we can work a deal like i'm doing like italian ukrainian it's a weird vibe but he's like, you know what i'm saying like he's he's there's a little interesting kind of over there yeah <laughs> people think it's kind of Eastern european but now today it's more a little western <laughs> that's a spicy bomb bomb <laughs> that's a spicy cluster bomb <laughs> i said to the credit we will pay you back the money <laughs> commit more war crimes with us yeah <laughs> He said, okay, you want to lose any more money? We have to destroy Russia. Come on, we are a small country. Russia is big country. Yeah. <laughs> big country. He's a big, big guy. I play piano with my penis, but Putin has the bums. So I don't know. <laughs> That's also a clip you can find. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, that, what's going on? We're have you totally seen that? There's the a video rails. of him playing the piano with his penis. It's funny. Oh, no. But, but like literally. It's actually... Mildly impressive, to be honest, but also, is it he was a porn? comedian? What? No, no, he was always a comedian. <laughs> it's like a SNL, SNL type vibe, and he, you know, the craziest thing about Zelensky, and then we'll go. He, he played, he got famous, most famous by playing a character in a TV show that was a comedian. So he he is a comedian in real life, but in the TV show, he played a comedian that became the president of Ukraine. Which also happened in real life, so it's exactly what ha- did happen in the movie and in in the show. In the show, and in the party that didn't exist, I'm, if I remember correctly, that he becomes that he creates in the show. Also, the party that is created. In re- I mean, it's like predictive oh, programming yeah. to the nth degree. And now this guy is like flailing. I mean, we just we. I'm sorry, we, whatever is going on over there, we did that. We just made, we did a show. Like, that's what we just, we just did a show about a show in a show. It's just so meta, but it's so obvious because now it's clear that. No, there's calls where they were picking Zelensky on the phone with the CIA or whatever the hell it is. And um, yeah, no, that's a whole thing. And then we've also got the like COVID and back or virus institutes over there that we want to protect so it's a whole thing and uh, and maybe the reason we're pulling back by the way is because who supports israel or in in historical context is the right the republicans maybe that's a sign that the republicans are coming or the rhinos or the or the the dinos the you know warhawk left that's coming to power biden has all these business interests in the Ukraine, and it's kind of clear that there's no fucking way that guy's going to be the president. Something probably big is going to happen because they no. Which Vivek said he, he would lose yeah, they to can't everybody. Run him no, he can't even no, debate. No way. He can't be on a stage. He admits it. He's like, tell us who you're really going to run. Is it Gavin Newsom? Michelle who Obama. Michelle yeah. Obama. I think it's going to. be We've her. all heard the rumors. Yeah. Anyway, okay, we gotta go. I really have to go. Okay. Anyway, right. goodbye. This is over. We're done. We're out of here. We're yeah. Done. <laughs> Wipe it off the map.
<laughs> bomb them, bomb them, bomb them. 